Welcome to the PA Sprint Series podcast, where we talk about race saver sprint cars and showcase the drivers, teams, and history of the most competitive sprint car series in the country. I'm Rod Ort, Regional Director, and I'm joined by Frank Berman, photographer, writer, and historian for the series. Stephanie's off this week. Welcome to the show. All right. Well, welcome to the show. It's uh, it's going to be a little bit different different show this week. Um, I've got uh, Frank Frank Berman with me. Uh, welcome, Frank. Glad to be here as always. Uh, it was obviously quite a quite a weekend for for our team, for me and and our team. Um, very exciting and emotional win at Williams Grove on on Friday night. Something that that I've been uh, dreaming of for since 1976, or maybe since you know 19, uh, you know early 60s when I was born, maybe. But um, and then uh, we had my my stepson's wedding on uh, on Saturday, so really busy, really busy week. Um, we thought we'd have uh, Jeremy on tonight. Jeremy's a little bit shy; didn't really kind of blindside him with doing the podcast, so he. he he wasn't so sure he'd want to do it. So um, yeah, I think we'll just uh, just cover a few things and, um, you know, uh, have an abbreviated show this week as we're right stuck between uh, two weekends with two races each week. Yeah. Well, last week uh, with your win, if you, I, well, I don't know, to begin with, I don't know how much the uh, wedding lit up social media because I'm not in that group. I, I assume that that was positively received as well. But the uh, the race win just really uh, it it took several days and, and still it hadn't completely died down for people liking that. So I think uh, it was a victory that a lot of people were glad to see for Jeremy and for you and uh, of course for those of us who were there at the race. It made for a heck of a good race. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, you know, we had a lot of anticipation going into that. We had almost 50 cars that wanted to race. The Grove was really nervous about parking a, a, as they usually are. And, you know, this time of year, you, you have the All-Stars have a have a time trial show. We got 50, you know, 50 race saver cars. Um, you know, a lot of concern for, you know, how many cars were we going to have and how long was it going to take and what did track end up like? Um, you know, it did end up uh, kind of a rubber down track and, and that I think worked to our advantage. But, um, you know, there's so many years that we've been there um, with in, in situations where you thought we, we could just win and, um, you know, to, to be there at the end of the night to uh, get past the... Um, we had the wedding uh, rehearsal on Friday, and I watched uh, the heat races on on uh, Flow, and was able to get over to the track by the the third heat. Um, but you know, to be there um, to pull all that together uh, for me it was special. And I and I really I want to point out a few things. Um, you know that you know it's not all about me. I, I really I, I do this podcast. Or we started it because I. I want to be able to tell other people's stories. And, um, you know, I had thought that Jeremy had won at, at Williams Grove because 
I remember in my preparations for the banquet and stuff a few years ago when he was running um, the 14 car that, uh, you know, I saw Big Matt uh, giving him and Ryan Slothauer the lift, you know, the, his previous car owner. And I thought, you know, that always happened at Williams Grove. Well, well, here it was at, uh, at Lincoln Speedway where, where he did that. And Jeremy as well had, had never won at Williams Grove. In fact, um, he has finished in every position second through sixth uh, at Williams Grove. So, you know, I actually had an add a line to your story of all the, uh, you know, kind of the convergence of all the neat, neat things that came together. Um, so, you know, certainly a, a big moment for, for Jeremy um, you know, in, in his career. Absolutely. And just a big night for everybody. It was, as I said, it was a great, good feel good event. And the best part of it, uh, other than the wins were that all the concern about the race running long, we were able, even though we had some red flags and our heat races and some things to slow the show down, everything got in on time. Yep. Uh, it's got run. And so, you know, it's always good to worry and then turn out to have your worries not have been needed than it is to skip right along and get blindsided by something, I guess. But it really turned out to be a nice night. Yeah, def definitely. It was great. It was great. Uh, obviously, we have a lot of friends and stuff at the Grove. And, um, you know, Jeremy had his, his, his whole family there and his newborn daughter was, uh, was there in Victory Lane. So... You know, it was uh, an exciting night. Um, you know, another another storyline there. Uh, uh, Jacob McLean making the tow, borrowing an engine from his brother, um, coming all the way up from North Carolina, and and picking up that the heat race win. Um, you know, I just I know those guys are just thrilled. They they gave us uh, Jacob gave me uh, a call. Actually, I think it was his brother called me and 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 thanked us for um, you know. Uh, having them up here this, this past weekend and having an opportunity to race at Williams Grove. Um, so it, it was special, really special for them to pick up the win in a heat race. Yeah, always good for an underdog to uh, give, give everybody something to cheer for. Yeah, yeah and, you know, um, and, and no slouch either. I mean, you show up at Williams Grove with all the intimidation and, uh, you know, you pick up the heat race win. Um, uh, definitely, definitely something to be proud of coming into all that uh, environment. Um, Aaron Statler, I noticed, had another uh, another good run. Um, and uh, what do you think is going on with uh, uh, Garrett Bard? A uh, couple of uh, struggling a little bit there um, this weekend, um, getting close to the end of the point season. Yeah, poor Garrett really did have an off. Uh an off night Friday night with the car getting involved in an accident and his heat race. And then uh, making with the exciting part, of course, was making the feature through a pass at the checkered flag in the B main. And, but then he said, what did he say? There was brake fluid all over the side of the car by the third lap of the race. So, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So like, uh, it was time to slow it down while I could slow it down and get out of there. Yeah, I noticed when I was doing his, um, 
you know, we, we were doing the best of 15 on uh, points and I was doing, uh, entering the results this week. And the, the two results I think that I dropped off of, of his total were the, the results from this weekend. So I didn't gain anything uh, as far as uh, locally on points this weekend by, by his, his finishes. Um, he's had so many, but you know, those guys are, uh, those guys are class act. Um, you know, even, even when they're struggling a little, little bit, um, always, always fun to be around. And, and, uh, I'm sure that, uh, you know, he's got another weekend here. Um, I haven't looked at the totals this past weekend with everything I was doing, but I got to imagine he's still in the lead, correct? Yeah, I haven't looked at them, uh, either. I was just thinking about doing that while we were on here. Um, but. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he. He, he might have, you know, with the top twenty being a little bit different, he might have gained. He might have gained something by dropping off a bad finish. I think he finished uh, pretty well, at at Clinton County on uh, on Saturday, um, but uh, you know, Williams Grove was a disappointment for him. Um, also, uh, John Wolp, uh, another another top five run, and and I, um, I think we forgot to mention. The other week, maybe you did, Frank. That you know, he picked up the uh, championship at Path Valley, yep. um, yet again without winning a race. So, um, you know, I've gone uh, quite a few years wanting to win a race at Williams Grove, and and uh, poor John Walp is going to have to going to have to wait another year to try and pick up that win at Path Valley. Yeah. Well, he, obviously, he did well because you know. Garrett Bard had a great season at Path Valley too. At one point, he had three runner-up finishes in a row. Yeah. So the yeah. fact that John came out ahead of him means both of those guys were just—they were up at the front every night we were there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then uh, uh, Saturday they had uh, the big Nittany Championship up at Clinton County. Uh, Dale Schweiker picked that up. Um, Felt real bad. I don't know uh, what happened with Ryan Lynn. Looked like uh, was kind of watching that on race monitor uh, at the at the wedding secretly, um, and uh, saw Ryan Lynn up front there for quite a while. And then and then suddenly dropped back. I guess some type of mechanical problem. Yeah, it it said uh, they said that that his engine seemed to miss on that restart when he lost the lead, and then. You know, I guess whatever that that was, that was obviously a problem that stayed with him. And ten laps later, he dropped out of the race. So, but it's yeah. a shame, you know because uh, that would have been a great win for Ryan. Yeah, and you know uh, it would have done well for the uh, the podcast. Um, you know, we like to like to be able to claim you come on uh, come on the podcast, then you you pick up a win. Good luck. Know. But. Uh, uh, who knows? Uh, definitely a strong contender all the time. So don't rule out Ryan, you know, yet, yet this season, we got a lot of, a lot of races coming up and um, he's got the experience to cover any of the tracks we're going to. That's for sure. I can give you a little bit of an update on the uh, race saver national points. Okay. Points that are out now do not include this past weekend. Right. But leading up to that, Garrett was Garrett had a 14-point lead over Tyler Drukey from Nebraska. Okay. And um, 
Stuart Snyder, who's another one of the drivers out there in Nebraska, was uh, 15 points behind Drukey in third place. Okay. Kind of unlikely that, that anybody below Drukey would make up enough this time of the year with most of them having gotten up to 20 races by now, maybe. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and depending on how bad your worst one is, I mean, I think both of those guys had a lot of really good finishes. So, you know, I, I don't know if they, any of them have a, you know, a 14 point gain to, to offset, you know, in, in one race or not. Um, but, uh, you know, certainly, uh, I think it was a third or fourth, uh, a Bard finished at, um, Clinton County. So, you know, that may have uh, given him a little bit of an advantage in his total, but we'll see. There's uh, bonuses that are applied based on car counts and, and some other things that should be uh, an exciting, uh, exciting weekend coming up. Absolutely. Um, so uh, do you have anything else uh, locally that uh, you were thinking of? Uh, that's kind of, kind of covers it on my notes locally uh, now we'll we'll talk about this coming weekend in a little bit so uh yeah. how about uh, around the rest of the country do you have your uh, rest of your race saver report we still had some racing absolutely the uh of course we mentioned the mid-atlantic sprint series was at delaware international speedway saturday night and dave brown who raced with us at williams grove friday night won that race on Saturday night, uh, he finished ahead of Tim Tanner, Andy Best, Kevin Darling, and Jeff Geigas. Uh, you know, a lot of the mass runners who run with us regularly were there. And also, Dave Graver made the, the run out there from Pennsylvania to race Saturday night. Uh, you mentioned earlier that this weekend, Mass has a Friday night show at Bridgeport Speedway. Uh, they're getting into their last couple of events of the season. The Laurel Highland Sprint Series, of course, their race was the Clinton County event that was co-sanctioned. Um, so that was the only activity, and we've talked about that. They do not race this weekend, um, but in, um, in two weeks, Laurel Highlands will be co-sanctioning a race at Greater Cumberland Speedway with the Virginia Sprint Series. Oh, okay. And since we now don't race that weekend, I wonder if there's a possibility that some of our teams will head down there to join that one. Is that on a Saturday? That's, That's a Saturday. Saturday. Yes. Yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, you know, um, an open Saturday and a race car to do something with, uh, you know, Cumberland Speedway sounds, you know, it'd be, be cool if uh, some of our guys made the trip. Yeah. And, of course, the Allegheny Sprint Tour – is with the World of Outlaws at Lernerville Speedway this Saturday. And uh, with Laurel Highlands not having a race scheduled this weekend, you can pretty well bet that some of the Laurel Highlands guys will be out there at Lernerville. Yeah, definitely uh, probably a split uh, between Saturday night with uh, drivers that want to go Seelands Grove direction or, you know, probably a convenience thing or um, I think that race uh, last year was the one that Randy Sterling picked up his first win. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then I suppose he'll be there to defend his title. Yeah. The um, the Virginia Sprint Series had a double this weekend. 
because they were at Natural Bridge Speedway for a makeup feature and a regular show. I don't, I think the makeup might have even been the same weekend that we keep trying to reschedule at BAPS uh, back the beginning of August. But anyway, it didn't matter what you called the race because Gerald Harris won them both. <laughs> won the makeup and the uh, regular feature. In the makeup feature, it must have been a great finish there for the fans because he was third going into the, the final turns of the final lap. And Mike Laris was leading with Darren Bolak behind him. And oh, man. The car slid up on him a little bit, and both of them had to back off, and Harris just whipped right by him and stole the win. Well, yeah, Gerald – Gerald's good. Um, I would have been I would have been rooting on Darren, uh, rooting for Darren in that one. But uh, uh, sound like a good race. He always everybody loves a good race. Well, Laris finished second. Darren Bullock was third. Uh, Mike Keaton and Bill Rice rounded out the top five. For the second race, they inverted all the cars that finished the first race on the lead lap, and it didn't make any difference. Uh, Harris came through the pack and actually won that one a little bit easier. Laris was second again. This time Keaton was third, Rice was fourth, and Bolak was fifth. Hmm. And so that's uh, that's it for the Virginia Sprint Series until that race at Cumberland Speedway, the co-sanction with uh, Laurel Highlands. The Carolina Sprint Tour was at Lakeview Speedway in South Carolina. Nick Tucker was the winner. It was his fifth win in seven Carolina Sprint Tour events this season. So they put a bounty on him. $250 with more to be solicited <laughs> for this weekend's race at Lawrence County Speedway in South Carolina. So we'll see if, uh, if Nick can hold off the bounty hunters. It's never, never good to have a bounty on your head, but, uh, <laughs> but the fans love it. They'll come out. Uh, last weekend, Sean Vardell, Frank Peters, Mike Sellers, and Chaz Woodward followed Tucker across the line. And Ben McCall, who had kind of a rough night with us Friday night at Williams Grove, won a heat at uh, Lake Lakeside and uh, finished eighth in the feature. Yeah, I, I think I watched that heat race on TV, and then I didn't get to see those guys. I, but I guess, you know, they, they hightailed it out of there and went the whole way back uh, to run there on Saturday. So... Uh, good to see they picked up a win in the heat race. Got things back yeah. together. That that makes up for what was kind of a lost weekend on Friday night. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, in Ohio, Justin Clark, who's been a guest on this show, got a win at the 35 Speedway Park Pepsi Seasons Championship. But uh, runner-up Kyle Kruger won the season championship in points for the Buckeye Group. Okay. Well, the, good to see Justin uh, picking up a win. He's, he's had a pretty good season. Yeah. The Indiana Race Saver Series uh, set on their schedule. They had a race at Twin Cities Raceway Park in Vernon, Indiana. I couldn't find any evidence it was actually held, and the track website is down, and its Facebook page doesn't have anything remotely recent on it. So that may be a track that's uh, – temporarily fallen victim to the pandemic. Okay. Out west of the Mississippi, the United Rebel Sprint Series, which runs in K 
Kansas, Missouri, and some other states uh, returned to Dodge City Raceway Park, and Zach Blurton from Kansas won his fourth Jerry Soderberg Memorial Championship, and his third in a row. Uh, Kyler Johnson, Jeff Stassa, J.D. Johnson, and Luke Cranston followed him across the line. And United Rebel has another big show coming up this weekend at Bikini Speedway. The Texas Sprint Series was at uh, 82 Speedway, where Logan Sherb was the winner. And uh, I kind of thought about Stephanie when I saw this. There's a, a video highlight from the race on Facebook. And the person posting it is apologizing for the quality of the highlight because he or she was also the announcer, holding the <laughs> microphone in one hand and the camera in the other hand. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think Stephanie wants to double. Angela's good with the camera. Uh, we'll keep, uh, keep Stephanie busy just, just announcing. That's enough. <laughs> the, other, uh, the other Texas series, Southern United Sprints, doesn't uh, appear to have run this past weekend, but they have an event coming up this weekend at Sabine Motor Speedway. And then a couple of things about the tracks that tend not to run as part of the regional series, but are IMCA Race Saver tracks. Uh, US 36 Speedway in Missouri had its race Friday night canceled due to the infamous circumstances beyond our control. Oh, <laughs> I didn't say what the circumstances were. But that track has its championship night coming up this Friday, including uh, IMCA Race Saver Sprints. And then on Saturday night, Bethel Speedway, or Bethany, whether it's, it's Bethany, I think, Speedway, which also is in Missouri, has its championship night Saturday. So the, the racers down in that area have got a couple of big races to go to this weekend. Well, let, let's hope they don't have any, uh, you know, out of, uh, situations out of their control. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's not like you can watch a weather app. You know, I don't think they have a, a, an app, you know, for situations out of control. Right. Well, they also have a big race coming up that actually both tracks are promoting. It's at uh, 36 Raceway. Uh, October 8th through 10th, that's the Missouri Nationals for IMCA Race Saver Sprints. So that's a big one, and we'll try to keep people up on what's happening with that. Uh, the other track that runs outside of the regional series, sometimes Lawton Speedway in Oklahoma, uh, also has some racing coming up this weekend. And if, you know, if the change in the, the weather tends to bother you, you probably don't want to know that they're calling this weekend's race the Winter Nationals. Oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, nobody's so, ready for that. No, but I guess maybe in Oklahoma, must they must have uh, the change of seasons happen a little bit earlier than we do. Yeah, no, nobody's ready for winter. The, you know, the summer was too short. Indeed. But that's all we've got. Uh, still, as I said, you can see from that some some big races coming up around the country over the next few weeks, uh, obviously including here where um, we have the Keystone Race Saber Challenge at the end of October. Right. You know, it could that, be that guy moved a week. I, I feel bad. We, we kind of ended up um, 
stepping on another date with North Carolina, the track, um, you know. Yeah, they're running at Fayetteville. Yeah, stuck in that modified race and then moved us to the next week. I, I don't think it, it's going to be hard. You know, we don't know what the weather's going to be like at the end. Of it. We, we used to run that thing on uh, on the Columbus Day weekend, and now that's the outlaw show, which we have an opportunity at Race Saver Appreciation Race. It'll be exciting uh, with our, our top 26 in points from Port Royal. But, um, you know, so we got that shifted to the next week, and – um, and now, and now that now another week later. So, you know, certainly I don't think we could push that back into November. Um, and back it up a little bit. I just, I, I, I remembered as you were going over the, the national stuff in McLean's after coming to Williams Grove last week, he said they were thinking about coming to Lincoln. Um, but they were going to go to Indiana to check another track off their list so they're they're making another toe this weekend hmm. uh, to I think it was Indiana um, to uh, one of the one of the tracks that, that they wanted to check off their list and I think I think um, you know they might get back um, later for the the maps race maybe hmm. but um, just as a just as a side note so well, this is the time of year that you get some guys doing this traveling and, and that could be kind of a silver lining in our moving the Keystone race back because we'll be after a whole lot of other series have shut down for the year and, and maybe Justin Clark and some of the other guys from out in the Midwest uh, will decide to come in here and, and take a look at what we've got. Yeah, the you know the good part about that is um, it's after the point season. You know, this is the end of the point season, and um, you know after that they're a little more free to if you know if you're in a if you're in a top position or you're running for a good position of points, you don't want to leave your hometown. So even uh, even the Clinton County race, they, I think they had a, a good car count, something they want to build on, but. Um, you know, was there any restriction to that because some, maybe somebody was worried about their points somewhere else or whatever. But, um, yeah, a lot of opportunities yet coming up this season. Um, and uh, certainly I think, uh, you know, hopefully we get to see some some uh, other friendly faces coming into town and maybe, you know, maybe some of our people get to, to travel out and, and see some different tracks as well, like we were talking about with Cumberland or, or whatever it's one of the beauties of, of race saver so um you've got a pretty good lineup of cars already pre-registered for both of those weekends races so yeah yeah should be should be a good final weekend um and i think you know uh you know, we don't have a guest I, I guess we can uh go roll right into uh, wrapping up the show we're we're looking forward to uh, like i said lincoln speedway on Friday night, we're going to be there as part of a, a big uh, weekend for the uh, the legends. Um, so we'll be there. Uh, we'll be there uh, Friday, and then and their event continues on to Saturday. I think those guys, the legend cars, are there for several days as a part of a, a big event for them. Um, and then uh, Seals Grove Speedway. I thought we mentioned uh, Apache Tree Service, uh, who has sponsored points at uh, Seals Grove all year. Um, putting up 200 bucks for the hard charger there at, at Seals Grove. It's always good to have a prize for the, the hard charger. It's kind of a neat thing to, to have that. So, uh, you know, we get uh, 
Penns Valley Meat Market uh, uh, um, sponsoring ours at uh, Clint, or at Port Royal every week, and uh, Apache Tree Service stepping up on that one. Um, of course, Mass on Friday night, and then a big big show with uh, the Outlaws for the for the Western PA guys. Uh, yeah, the um, the the racing right now certainly is not uh, not dying down for us yet, and and you get a chance to see a whole lot of different shows this weekend, as you said. Friday night, Lincoln is uh, with the Legends cars, a huge race for them, and then Saturday night we're at Seals Grove with the Jim Nace Memorial, uh, their big championship race, which I believe they said has the the highest purse or the highest payout for the winner of any unsanctioned race for sprint cars on the East coast this year. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, you know, they're putting that up all by themselves and uh, should be a big event. And the neat thing there too, from a, from a racing standpoint, you know, with, with our deal is you're getting in front of different fans. You're getting in front of the legend fans at, uh, at, at uh, Lincoln Speedway. Um, there's going to be definitely a big fan count and, and a variety of people checking us out up at, at Sealands Grove and these different places out at, uh, with the outlaws out at Louisville and then the outlaws at, at uh, Port Royal. So, you know, a good chance for a lot of teams to get out and maybe, you know, show their stuff and hopefully start uh, acquiring some sponsors and some recognition for next year. Um, you know, it's a, it's a good time. Yeah. You know, I mean, Michael Jordan jumped into NASCAR this week with Denny Hamlin with a new team. Maybe he'll see us on Facebook and decide he wants to do sprint car racing too. Yeah, I, I think I could, you know, I could probably put a 32 in a car. You know, are they going to be number – when is – oh, 23. Yeah, he was 23. Yep. My, my goodness, my son named his daughter uh, Jordan uh, after <laughs> with the respect that uh, he has for Michael Jordan. I, I should at least know the, his number. Well, I was at UNC when Jordan play, work, working at UNC, which oh. played there. Okay. And so that, of course, was a real highlight to be able to see him playing ball in person. All right. Well, great. Uh, thanks for your contribution and your homework again, Frank. Um, hopefully we'll have enough time to, to get through this next week. Um, a lot going on. But uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for letting us come out to play. Always glad to be here. We'll see you next week.